We don't need a name. We're a team. Your, your name is Team. You're on a tight leash too, bro. Wayne Haskins. Mr. Glass, Carson Wentz, and his offense. Prime time. Damn. Yeah, I love your optimism. I had to get a tall boy for the event. The New York football giants. Deep sleep. Deep, bro. Al Michaels is showing up to work. Nate Solder, get your ass in the building. <laughs> Dude, you should see B. Wills' face right now. He's so giddy. Appreciate being a part of this show, guys. Yes, sir. That was as great as I thought it could be. <laughs> Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the NFC East Feast. It is week four and our hostess with the mostest, Brian Wills, a.k.a. B. Wills, is not present with us. Um, haven't been able to find them. Have you, John? I haven't. I haven't heard a word, man. It, it's uh, it looked like it, it looked like yeah, it looked like he was in a rough spot though, maybe down there. Um, yeah, I don't know if you saw. You know, I don't know if the listeners have seen the recent NFC East feast post on Instagram, but I'm just gonna play a little audio for you guys. This is leading up to Hurricane Ian uh, coming straight towards B Wills in Northport, Florida. Here it is. What's up guys? It's your boy D coming at you live from Northport, Florida. Where Hurricane Ian is set to make landfall in just a few short hours as a powerful category four hurricane. With a little windy rain, ain't gonna stop us. There's a 100% chance of another episode of the NFC East feet dropping this week. We're gonna recap huge divisional wins by the Cowboys and the Eagles and man he was 100 percent right we are back john he's 100 percent correct george coming in clutch <laughs> the boys are here to save the day b wills no. i heard was uh last last seen kayaking down the street kayaking kayaking no we we have we have talked with b wills he is in a situation without power um he's without water or running water he does have bottled water um he he attempted to get rescue and i i I don't know if he wants me to get into details but basically the guy is stuck in northport florida um, because of hurricane ian but I will, I will, I will go back to the feast. Um, I do miss him. I really do. And all jokes aside, he's he, he's safe at least. Nothing, nothing uh, terrible has happened to him at the moment, right? Correct, correct. And you know who else is safe? Is the Dallas Cowboys after yeah. after a great showing, another great showing from Cooper Rush managing the game, aka Alex Smith for the Commandos fans out there. Oh, he's, he's he is a game manager. Uh, what do, what do you think about the Cowboys in that Monday night scuffle with the New York Giants? Yeah, it was it was a scuffle. It was a small little a small little scuffle, right? I think we all kind of predicted that it might be a slow paced, slow scoring or a low scoring game, which it was. But you're exactly right. Cooper Rush did exactly what the Cowboys needed to win the game, and um, 
the Giants kept it close. Um, but the Cowboys' defense, man, I mean, that's just they're gonna keep them in games. Pressure. They're playing out. They're playing great defensive football. And man, if they just got a hell of a player in Micah Parsons, dude. Oh, man. I mean, it's just a stud. He's and he's a leader on the team now too, which just I think uh, really goes to show that they they got a winner there. And they're double teaming him a lot, and it's and it's really helping out to Marcus Lawrence, dude. I think he had three sacks that yep. game. He uh, he looked like a beast. I mean, there's pressure even when it's just a four man rush, John. Did and, you see the video of Parsons spin moving a tackle, bull at literally bulldozing the guard, and then and still getting a sack? So just yeah, <laughs> double teams or not, you're right. He's opening up everything for everybody else on the defense, and and no, it's team on it's back. how they win. It's all it's how they win ball games, um, you know. And I and I hope when Dak comes comes back, he realizes that he doesn't need to be a big part in this team winning games. Um, yeah. You know, it was it was funny to see Jason Peters out there. I think it was the first time he's been out since Philly. Uh, you know, looked okay, looked okay, yeah. but but interesting to see him in a Cowboys uniform. Um, I do want to mention Noah Brown. Noah Brown has been getting a lot of targets yeah. um, from Cooper Rush. I think he's averaged about five targets. He looked good. Uh, they look confident in him. I believe they're calling him the replacement for Amari Cooper, which is interesting. <laughs> uh, I think they definitely need it. You know, C.D. Lamb definitely showed out, had a big drop, but had a big one-handed touchdown Absolutely. in the corner of the end zone. Uh, big plays, big plays by C.D. You know, Tony Pollard, I... I truly think establishing himself as a starter in that club. I do think Zeke, you know, put him where you can. He's a red zone guy. You know, I compare him to, uh, to remember, I don't know if you remember, I'm sure you do, the Titans two-man monster with uh, Chris Johnson and Lindell White. I compare oh, yeah. uh, Ezekiel Elliott, a six-year, $90 million contract. I compare him to Lindell White. Yeah, um, which is was it just greatest? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's fallen from grace, but you know he did rip off his biggest run of the season. Yes. Um, and and Stress and that, that. But yes, to your point about Noah Brown, I mean he's he's a guy that Cooper Rush was familiar with. He doesn't have to do a ton, but man, these guys are all just on offense. They're managing the game well. They're making plays when needed. You got a big play guy in CD Lamb who comes down with the the touchdown catch when you need it, and uh, and that's really all you need to do. Um, with, with what they've got currently on the defensive side of the ball. What did you think about the Giants? I mean, was there anything on their side of the ball that swayed yeah, you one think, way or another? You know, Saquon Barkley has been playing pretty consistently. I wish they fed him the ball a little bit more. Um, I think he was great in the screen game. I think, of the, you know, they did, you know, the Dallas did rush just for a lot, but a lot of those exotic blitzes, they probably could have took advantage a little bit more with Saquon. Uh, I think Daniel Jones obviously getting a ton of pressure. Uh, got a lot of rushing yards trying to escape the pocket. Yep. I think that he doesn't have, you know, he doesn't have a, a great amount of weapons out there for him. And, and now Sterling Shepard goes down. Now Sterling Shepard with the freak. The turf you know, monster. What, what was the injury? An ACL. He's out for the season. It was an ACL just running by himself, man. So and that's random. why they got to get rid of turf fields. I think Odell Beckham uh, put a tweet out that this has a lot to be resolved. A lot of people. It's it's and and I agree with them. We shouldn't have these turf monsters out here. You know, you're not just affecting the year for the team. You're affecting the 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 lifetime of, of the player being in the NFL. Like Sterling absolutely. Shepard. So it was Absolutely. it was it was very tough to see. What do you what do you think about the Giants? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I'm a little biased. I got Saquon on a fantasy team, so I agree with everything you said. Feed Saquon. He's the identity of that offense. Danny Dimes seemed to do Danny Dimes-ish stuff. He did, I don't think B. Wills' prediction last week came to full fruition. He didn't have any, like, boneheaded plays that kind of put them out of the game, but he also didn't – he's not – He's in my opinion, he's shown that he's not – not the kind of guy that's going to lead that team to to a hard fought win. No, he's no, he's got wheels. Yeah. He can move, but I mean, maybe it's maybe the point, you know, is that they're struggling, like you said, with weapons. But there was a lot of coverage sacks. That's why I say that it seemed yeah. like he was holding the ball for for a while. Um, I do want to mention again. I know we talked a lot about Noah Brown, which is odd, but this guy was a 2017 NFL draft pick for the Cowboys. He was drafted 267th overall. He got 39 catches in four years with the team. And now, all of a sudden, he's the replacement for Amari Cooper. So, shout out to Noah Brown for not giving up, man. A lot of guys would. Shout out to the Cowboys, man. I think they were leading the league in homegrown talent. Oh, Um, really? Didn't know that? Yeah. Yeah, they have have the most rosters uh, spots right now dedicated to guys that they brought in uh, from the draft themselves and and grew in-house. So. No, that's good to hear. That's that's what every team wants. They don't want to go out and free agency every year and 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 create optimism with the fan base. They want to they want some homegrown fellas and and that's exactly what they've done. Uh, next up, man, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it, John. Let's talk about Washington versus Philly, the Commandos versus the Eagles, man. Really, really tough to watch for me personally. Uh, I'm gonna let you take this one away first, buddy. Yeah, you know, I've almost tried to segue you when you mentioned coverage sacks that Daniel Jones was taking. <laughs> was that, Whatever type of sack, you, every type of sack we had, at least Nine. one of them in, in our game. Nine sacks on Carson. Um, yeah, man, I, honestly, the game, it made me sick. I, uh, yeah. I, it was a pain to watch, um, and, I, and I watched very little football the rest of that day because cause I was so irritated by it. Um, I, I told you pre-pod, I'd never really thought we were going to beat the Eagles. There was definitely a hope that we would, but based on what the Eagles have done so far this year, um, you know, I definitely do think that they're going to be a juggernaut in the NFC East. Uh, But gosh, dude, I did not think that we were going to come out looking like that. Carson didn't play well. The offensive line didn't play. They didn't play terribly, but they didn't play well. The defense held on. We got to figure something out. Oh, gosh, yeah. He got put on his butt a couple of times. I've seen some uh, some bad clips there, and uh, and I really like. I mean, as out of all of our coaches, I like Scott Turner the most. But I I'm just dumbfounded at what we're doing offensively. You'd think that if Carson's feeling pressure, that you would get the ball out quicker, and that the coaches would want to call quick release stuff. But throughout the game, we continued to have him taking five to seven step dropbacks. And continued to watch him not pad the ball, pad the ball, hitch step, hitch step, and then get sacked. Um, so yeah, it was it was uh, the, the the Eagles were ruthless. Hat tip to them. You know, they're, they they. I think this is one game so far where they've proved now to me at least because the Detroit Lions played them well. Uh, we did not, um, and they also handed it to the Vikings. So I think. They've beat teams on all ranges of the spectrum, and they show that they're not going to play down to their opponent. I did think it was odd. We mentioned this uh, together earlier. They only scored 
their points in the second quarter. So an odd scoring pattern. They scored all 24 points in, in the second quarter and they didn't score in any other quarter. Um, but they had basically put us away just, I think, the way that the game felt, right? So even more so than the points on the scoreboard, that game, if you watched it, could have been a, a lot bigger score. No, no, I, I, I agree with you. I think there were some chances for Washington a little bit as well. I mean, uh, with it's just when Carson gets that type of pressure, you start speeding up your mechanics. Um, you start making reads that you might not make in the first place. And I think to what you just said, John, about Scott Turner's scheme, you can't have seven-step drops after the third or fourth sack, dude. You got to change your mindset. You got to change your scheme. Uh, maybe you're doing – I don't think I saw a ton of draws with Antonio Gibson. And I will yeah. say with Antonio Gibson, man, I just don't see the burst I like to see out of Antonio Gibson. I know we've been talking – I mean, not not down on him or not too high, but I'll, I'll say this. I'm very excited about Brian Robinson coming back hopefully here soon. Absolutely. Um, I'm, I'm obviously excited about Chase Young coming back for us. So that's going to you know, provide us some veteran leadership, as Brian spoke on last week. Uh, again, I don't think our defense played horribly. I think there was some amazing, freakish, acrobatic catches from Devontae and A.J. Brown. I think we all saw these. I think these are definitely going to be Sports Center top 10 type plays. Uh, these big chunk plays I talked about last week, that's how we've been losing these games lately. I mm -hmm. think that these cornerbacks, they need to get their head around or something. Uh, you know, it didn't help us that late in the day on Sunday or, or late morning, you know, we saw William Jackson III was a late scratch not to play. And then that, that promoted uh, Rashad Wild Goose, uh, <laughs> which was uh, an interesting play. He was recently dropped from... Um, the New York Giants and we picked him up on our practice squad but anyways I, I don't think the defense played horribly because of these big plays um, I think that seeing Cameron Curl was was nice to see I think what we talked about prior to the pod was St. Juice had a hell of a game I think he was Absolutely. the highest rated commander uh, via pro football focus so again, man, you know, we did have three turnovers when you're talking about coughing up the ball on fourth down late in the fourth quarter. I thought we kind of had a had a chance there to get back in the game. But, you know, John said again prior to the pod, it might have been garbage points. You never know. So it, it, yeah. it was tough, tough to watch, man. And uh, I don't know if you got anything else on this game. John. I mean, I, 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 was I was debating on coming in super hot and, and upset, but, you know, Obviously, we'll talk about this in a little bit. We've got another big division game coming up. It is a winnable game, in my opinion. Um, I don't know how I feel about whether or not we'll win or lose at the moment. Um, but we win this game, we're 2-2, two and two, and things look a lot different, right? So I think you and I are typically optimistic fans. I know B is typically optimistic um, on his Cowboys, too, and or at least somewhere neutral. Um, but, man, I just after this loss... And after the way the season started so slow again, it's typical of Ron Rivera teams. But I, they, him and Jack Del Rio specifically, they're, they need to start feeling their seats heating up a little bit, I think. Yeah, no, and, and I agree with you completely on the front office. And I just want to say and digress a little bit, dude. It is tough hopping on the pod, guys. Y'all listening right now, after a showing like that, it's <laughs> something that we're like, 
oh, dude, I don't know if I can talk about this team anymore. But we're back, man. We're back, and we're going to be here every week, regardless of Hurricane Ian. And if Brian's gone, we're going to keep the show going for years to come. Um, and back to what you said, you know, with the Cowboys, Giants, Eagles, and, and Commandos, let's hear John Warman's 14 power rankings. What do you got for me? Yeah, I mean, uh, so B challenged uh, challenged our commanders last week and said um, that he would he would put us at fourth, and yeah. <laughs> in panic panic texting uh, over during the course of the game, I should say, I was texting you guys every litany of pissed off that I was, <laughs> but I said, yeah, absolutely, Brian Wills was right. So B Will said last week he had the Eagles, obviously, which I think we all agree with. He put. Uh, the Giants next, which both of us disagreed with. Cowboys, Commanders. I would flip now, and I think B would agree. I would I would flip and put the Cowboys on top because uh, Cooper Rush has really shown that he he can do just enough or exactly what the Cowboys need offensively, and that defense is going to continue to show out. I I don't honestly, George. I don't I don't believe that you know if we played the Giants this week, I would not feel super comfortable, especially if it was at their house that we were going to win that game. If you asked me after week one, obviously it would have been different. Um, I I have a level of concern. I'm putting commanders at four. Absolutely. It's proven. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree with that, John. Um, I'm going to keep the commandos at three just because I am going to pick them to win against the Cowboys, and I think that would be a huge step for us. Uh, but we'll get into that later in the pod. Um, yeah, man. Actually, you know what? Let's fucking talk about it. Let's talk about Dallas and Washington uh, going into to week four, which I believe is a must win. I, uh, I, I don't know how this is going to get with a one and three squad, with this fan base, with this name change. Uh, with the money that's pouring into this organization as far as marketing and, and, and obviously the Wentz deal. Um, I, I, I do think this is a must win. I will say, we got some guys coming back, John. We got William Jackson yeah. III coming back. We got Casey Tuhill. We got Daniel Wise. There's a reason why our defensive line struggled to get pressure because half of them weren't there. Um, I, I, I am excited to really watch this game. I know it's in Dallas, and I think it's good that it's in Dallas. We're, you know, we, we don't want the pressure from the fan base right now. Um, I, I think that we're wearing all black, those all black unis. How do you feel about those all blacks? No, those do look sick. I definitely I think that this is, the, you know, that we were, we bumped up the release of these. I don't know if you heard. I think this is definitely <laughs> no. DC being the land of politics. I think that the team kind of, uh, take some of the uh, the smoke and mirrors concepts of politics and, and does the same thing. I think there's, oh, a, reason. Okay. No, no, there's no. a reason we're releasing black that uniforms after a hugely disappointing loss. Yeah, that, it's just to, you know, create energy. I, I don't know, man. I, I think that I don't Cooper Rush. How long is this going to last? Yeah. Um, it, are we going to see, you know, you see more tape on the guy. You're, you're able to make better decisions with your defense. Um, I think that our, our, we need to stop the run game because I think they want to run the ball against us a lot. I don't think that they can beat us over the air, to be honest with you. And I, I think we can we can definitely do something there in the air if we, if we you know, maybe not maintain seven-strip drops on a front seven that will 
can can do you know a lot of damage. Um, we can't afford big plays. I don't know. How do you see this game, John? Yeah, uh, definitely. We we have to start figuring out how to limit big plays. Ron keeps they're insistent. That's part of what frustrates the crap out of me about our team is that they're insistent on, you know, we're sticking with our guys, right? They didn't, they, they notably said that certain areas of the team, linebacking core, et cetera, were issues this year. Um, and they didn't go out to do anything to fix them in the off season. You know, there were guys like Anthony Barr, who's getting sacks, you know, on the Minnesota Vikings now and contributing to that team. Uh, I'm sorry, not on the Vikings. He's on the Cowboys, right? He yep. came from the Vikings. Yep. Sorry. Uh, signings like that pissed me off. So um, I'm worried. Um, I think the Cowboys played really well. I think, you know, we talked a little bit about it last week in the power rankings conversation. You know, it's kind of the same situation now is that their positives are going to line up with our negatives. Um, their, their offense is going to be able to probably run the ball somewhat efficiently. Hopefully we take some notes and make adjustments to now what, you know, some tape that you now have on Cooper rush. I hope that, I think my biggest point with the game is that whoever wins in the trenches, right. And we've shown the last couple of weeks, that's a vicious defensive line in Dallas. They've got more sacks uh, than Philadelphia does. And we gave nine to Philadelphia last week and they're, they're, technically better on the defensive front than Philly is, you know, at least on paper. So they're talking about adjustments. I th- hopefully we make some adjustments. Um, but the man. staff needs to make those adjustments, though. Absolutely. And, and, and they got to point the finger at themselves, man, because when you hear Ron Rivera in these press conferences, they're like, yep, yeah, we need to fix this. We need to fix that. And, we, and, and, you know, we tell the guys, once we get these things fixed, we're going to win and, you know, we're going to move forward. And But no, it's bullshit, man. It's bullshit. You should have a scheme ready to go in the first half. If yeah. you see the defense is playing off, dude, there should be and you're adjustments. Rushing five or six, stop. Yeah. Do you're you're. Why is Carson playing from off from the center <laughs> doing seven strep drops? Why not just play in the gun and just kind of hit yeah. it in each zone? Like it, it yeah, oh, dude. And it, it, and it frustrates me because I like Scott. I really do. It just I haven't seen a lot out of them, especially in the first half. It, it's been. You know, we've always said that they start slow in the first half, but dude, this is insane what they look yeah. like in the first half. It's it's not fun to watch as a fan, man. It's 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 really just depressing for someone that really has a love for the team. Yeah, man, it, it, it was tough to watch. It really was last week. But I, I see us coming back, man. I I I will be optimistic. I'm gonna, you know, bang my fist on the table here. I, I see us taking it from the boys here. I want to go low-scoring game. I think our defense gets a touchdown in this game. I'm going to go ahead and say 17 to 20, Washington in Dallas. Dang, man, that's so funny you said that because you know I always kind of try to think of of a couple of different ways a game can go um, in my mind, and I and that was one of the outcomes. I literally thought to myself, I could see the Commanders in a low-scoring game, 2017. Right. Yeah. Oh, really? But man, yeah. I but I honestly, I, I I don't think that's gonna. This is not how it's gonna turn out. I don't think George. I think next week, Brian's gonna be dried out. He's gonna be right back on the pod, and he's gonna be banging tables, screaming, "Fucking how about them Cowboys?" Because I think that, like I said, it, it's got to get done in the trenches. We don't have Chase Young back yet. I know you're talking about some of the other guys we're getting back, but I think that they're gonna do enough offensively against our defense. 
Um, I don't think that we've got that fully put together. And I think that we're going to struggle against their defense unless Carson steps up and can start getting the ball out quicker and our offensive line can make some adjustments in game. I see this game going uh, opposite. I think the Cowboys beat us. They're at home. They, they're going to have some rabid fans coming off of that big divisional win last week. And uh, I would say say Cowboys 23, Commanders 17. Okay, okay. And, and what's do you know the spread on this game? Yeah, uh, Cowboys are getting three. They're at home. Technically, in the NFL, you, the home team typically starts at a minus three. So yeah. you could essentially say it's a pick 'em game, That's but surprising. yeah, yeah. And you know what? I I actually like that, dude. Because you know what? I thought about it later on when that Eagles was at six and a half, and I'm like, oh, no one's gonna take the six and a half. Everyone's gonna take against the spread or, or this. And it was smart to put it out there like that. And I think that Vegas knows what they're talking about when it's only three points and yep. at home, might I add. Uh, you know, like I said, we're getting four to, I think, five guys back on the defense this week. I it's, hope we can make something happen. We got to get pressure. We got to get pressure. We got to stop the run. And we can't just run up field and have Tony Pollard hit a screen for 40, 50, 60 yards every play either. I mean, you're worried about Tony Pollard, but then, you you know, you mentioned in the recap from last week, Noah Brown yeah. um, going off, C.D. Lamb doing everything that he could. They've got wide receiver talent in C.D. Lamb that can make us look as bad as Devonta Smith did. So, um, you know, look to their playmakers, uh, especially fantasy football-wise. I think that you're safe to start a C.D. Lamb, um, and probably I think you would lean Tony Pollard, obviously. But who knows, Zeke, I mean, as bad as our run defense is, could gash us. But I think we both agree, and I think any Philly fan listening to this pod would agree, that was Devontae Smith coming out party. Awesome. The plays that he was making in that game were obscene. Absolutely. Obscene. Double coverage in the end of people on him. Like the, these guys were covered. Covered. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, let's move on. Let's move on to the Giants and Bears, which I'm sure anyone that doesn't care about the NFC East feast will not be watching. I'm uh, sure that anybody outside of who cares for those two teams will be watching. But So this is going to be interesting, I think. Um, I think that the Giants have a good chance of, of winning this game, and, and they're at home. And I think Daniel Jones could come back with a, with a good game against a kind of a poor defense. And, you know, what, say what you want about Fields, but a lot of people in the media and in the fan base have been really down on him. Uh, I know Darnell Mooney is kind of a good receiver, I guess. Uh, you know, I don't know a ton about the Bears, to be honest with you guys. How about you, John? I don't know a ton about the Bears, but I do know, uh, to your point, um, they're hurting right now as far as skill players. Darnell Mooney is supposed to be a breakout candidate uh, as a wide receiver this year, at least from a fantasy standpoint. People were expecting him to put up numbers. Whether or not that, and I think Justin Fields probably was too, or at least maybe a, a quarterback to watch from that standpoint. So, uh, yeah, I think um, the Bears have been underwhelming uh, so far this year, and now David Montgomery's out too. Um, or at least he's gotten two do, uh, did not practice back-to-back. -back. The kid, Khalil Herbert, that they have in the backfield, though, looked pretty damn good um, yeah. in his stead. So I think it'll be, it should be an interesting game. It'll probably be another close, hard-fought game, um, the way that the Giants have kept them. Um, but, man, I mentioned it to you pre-pod, the NFC East technically getting, you know, the easiest schedule in the league uh, this year. 
has benefited the Giants, in my opinion, the most. So, you know, we all still have our question marks about the Giants, and this is not going to be a game, I don't think, that they come out and prove to anyone that they are, you know, they should be uh, two and one, you know, a leading team in our, in our division. Yeah, and I, I think that, I think honestly losing Sterling Shepard was a big loss to them, man. Bigger than yeah, people think. Um, you know, it, it's it's someone that Daniel Jones really trusted. I always thought the guy was a crazy athlete out of Oklahoma. Um, I think that's going to hurt him a lot. I think the Bears are going to bring a lot of pressure in this game. I think they have to. I think after watching yep. what Dallas has done, I think that you have to put pressure on Daniel Jones. Uh, so you will see that. This is a tough one for me because I know the Bears want this, and I know that Dallas wants this coming back. Uh, but I'm actually going to take the Bears here. Wow. Yeah, I'm going to take the – I mean, the Bears beat the 49ers week one. I don't know if you recall. They, yeah. They're not a trash team. It feels doesn't lose the game. They're 2-1. and one. Exactly, exactly. So so why not? I'm going to I'm gonna go Bears here. I'm going to kind of go with a messy game. Yeah. And I'm going to say 23-24 to 24 Bears. 23-24, okay. Um, yeah, I mean – I think the Giants get it done. I think they grind out another win. Um, Saquon looks good. I think I look look for Kadarius Tony to finally start stepping it up. I do believe he's playing. Um, I think he's been questionable coming into a couple of games, um, but I think the Giants are going to grind another one out. Um, they're at home, so I think that gives them definitely a little bit of an advantage. Um, and I think as long as Daniel Jones is careful with the ball, doesn't make a lot of stupid mistakes or turnovers, because the Bears' defense is is not terrible. Um, and Rokon yeah, Smith yeah, coming back, he's a leader on that team. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think I think the Giants pull this one out. I agree. I think it's going to be another low-scoring game. I'm actually going to take 10 to 14 Giants pulling off a win. So just covering the spread, and that one's also minus three. So the Jaguars played – I'm sorry. I was already moving on to the Jets. No, go for it. <laughs> yeah, how, no. That's how much I cared about the Bears-Giants game, I'll be honest with you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, but this uh, is – so this next game, though, obviously, is is the game. I mean, this is going to be the best game, I think, probably in the in the division this week. Yeah, I, I would say that from an outsider's perspective. But, you know, having a divisional matchup with the Cowboys, Commanders – It's I big for us. us. It's, it's big for us. But, yeah, no, I agree – uh, the Jaguars-Eagles game, and who thought after losing to the Commandos week one uh, what the Jaguars have been able to do, uh, you know, beating the Chargers, uh, you know, destroying the Colts. It's been fun to watch. It really has. Uh, they brought it together there. They're a very youthful team, and they got the mojo going, and obviously the Eagles do too. Where is this game being played again? Uh, this one's at the Eagles, so they're gonna so be. They do get. They Philly. do get the home advantage out, uh, which, which as game. you know, they a big one. Fan, that's a big one. Fans will be throwing batteries at the Jaguars, I'm sure. So yeah, for <laughs> sure. Um, so, what's the? Do we know the spread on this game, John? Yeah. Um, so you mentioned it earlier. Uh, it's six and a half, Eagles. That's right. Six and a half minus Eagles. six and a half Eagles. Oh, wow, that's another one. Six and a half, man. Yeah, the sharks out there believe in the Eagles, man. Holy crap! And I, I can't hate on it. I can't. I don't want to accept it, but I'm not mad at it. Um, I'm just gonna cut to the chase here, John, and I'm gonna go 
Eagles winning this ball game again, uh, just based off of team chemistry. That locker room looks like it's grown as a unit together for these last few weeks. Uh, I'm going to go with a really great team win. Uh, come from behind team win, I'm going to say that as well. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and say 28 to 26 Philly at home. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think um, I think Philly pulls this one out. So, and so you mentioned earlier, and I would wonder what Luds would have to say about it. But so you would you would swallow the points there at home. What's that? I I got them by two. Yeah, so yeah, you, you yeah, got them at yeah, minus yeah. six and a half. So you swallow yeah, the points yeah, you're taking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Um, I was just trying to look up. Uh, what I can't remember his name off the top of my head. He had a pick against us. Jacksonville's uh, new defensive lineman that they drafted this year. Oh, wow. I should know that, too. I know. Hold on one second. I got it. Uh, Trayvon Walker. There you go. There you go. Um, he had, the, he man. had the interception against us, too. He had the interception that Carson tried to throw the screen. Um, my point is, with him, I think that Jacksonville is well-suited to do what uh, we probably attempted to do because I don't think we brought a ton of pressure. Um, but I think between um, – the Detroit game and the Minnesota game, there were two very obvious different strategies against Philadelphia's offense. And I think that the, the strategy that works is bringing pressure. And I think that they're going to be able to get pressure probably with just the down four. Um, but I think that they're going to have, have to probably attempt to bring pressure as well to keep Jalen unsteady. Um, I do think surprisingly Jacksonville is going to have the firepower to keep up with Philadelphia in this. But I also thought that with Washington. So um, I think uh, all around, I think that Philadelphia is just looks to be right now, at least in coming into week four, an all around well put together team. Yeah. They're going to run the ball well. Jalen's got a freaking precision passing game going right now. And they've got playmakers on that side of the ball. And then complimentary, um, you know, the defensive side of the ball. Darius Slay is one of the best corners in the NFL right now. Their defensive line is doing it with just the down four linemen. They don't need to bring pressure. Um, so I think the home field advantage, I think it's going to be a really fun game to watch. Don't forget, this is a Doug Peterson revenge game, right? Doug Peterson's been That's Trevor true. Lawrence's saving That's grace, true. but he's coming back to Philly. So he's going to have something to prove. I, I agree with you. I think that uh, Jacksonville covers the spread. Um, so I don't think you want to take Philly. Uh, like I said, I'm interested in what Luds thinks, but um, – I think that I would take Eagles 27. What'd you say? 28? What was your score? I said 26 28. I took the Eagles. Eagles. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going to take uh, the Eagles 27 uh, to 24. Oh, I like that. I like that. That's going to be a good game. I don't know if that's a primetime game, guys. Probably isn't. I think about no, it. We're, all the NFC's games are 1 o'clock this week. Gotcha. Gotcha. Luds. Yeah. I'd like to get, you know what? I'm just going to give him a call. I'm going to give Luds a call. Usually he's with on the pod here with us guys. I'm going to. He's also him. having some uh, technical difficulties via Hurricane Ian. Yeah, yeah. Hurricane Ian really screwed up the feast here. But I'm going to give him a shout. Put on speaker. Yo. Yo, yo. You're on the pod right now. It's good. 
What's up? What's up, man? Um, no, we, we were just talking about you, dude. We wanted to make sure. I know that you've had some technical difficulties, and we just really wanted to run through these games real quick with you. Um, I just I have your picks here. Maybe I can just tell the people your picks, and you can tell us why. Is that cool? Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be real, Lens. Let's be honest here. You're... You're <laughs> shaking it up on you, Luds. Let's be real, Luds. What is your current record with the NFC East Feast? We just got it. We got to come correct to the people. You're going to come back from this. I believe you. But what, where are you at right now? Uh, let's see. So I was three and five last week. So let's see. Last week I picked Washington and lost that game. <laughs> three and six. Picked the Giants minus one. Did I get that game? No. No. Nope. Yeah, three and seven, and then uh, yeah, I, don't, I think I'm three and seven. So three and seven, you know, you can come back strong here. Maybe get get back to you know six and seven. Um, so I, <laughs> I, uh, so you took Philly in minus six and a half, and that's that's in Philly. Why are you taking them after you? Didn't take them last week in Washington. Yeah, I just think they're uh, they're rolling right now. You know, they're the best team in the East. Uh, some people think they're the best team in the uh, NFC and uh, the NFC. So we'll see. You know, I, I want to see him put another good week together. But I do like that uh, touchdown. You know, minus six and a half in that game. I like that. I like that. What about the Washington plus three after losing it last week? Who'd you guys take? Who'd you guys take in the Philly game? So in the Philly game, I had them losing, or sorry, winning by two points because I think Jacksonville can, you know, Jacksonville's looked great these last couple of weeks. And I think they, they're, they're a great defense against the run uh, with Jalen. And uh, no, that's, that's who I took. That's who I, and John also took uh, Philly. And they took, yeah. I think it was, he, you know, he had Philly I took, by two or three points too. Yeah, by three. So I, I think Jax covers the spread. For yeah, sure. So you so you got the Commandos versus Dallas. You got them plus three. You got them covering the plus three and winning this game. Uh, man, I haven't decided who I who I got. I don't. I have decided to score on that game yet. Okay. But I think okay. Washington can keep it close enough, so I'm taking the plus three. But either way, it's going to be. A, I, I think it's going to be within a few this All game. Right. I really do. Uh, Dallas' defense has shown a lot, but. I don't know if their offense has enough power to uh, to blow Washington out this Agreed. game. So, and it's a big divisional game. You know, these guys always play each other tough. So, you know, I'm just gonna have to put a score on it. I'm gonna take the Washington Commanders this game, uh, 27-24. Ooh, I like that. I like that. Ooh. Not giving up on the Commandos. I appreciate it, bro. Hopefully, Jahan the Don comes through for us. I really, I really hope so. <laughs> Um, I see that you got Chicago. Oh, um, I took Washington to win that to win that game. John did not. John took Dallas. And I think Dallas covers the spread. And he thinks Dallas covers too. Um, okay, so last last but not least, uh, Chicago, New York. You got Chicago plus three. Tell me why, kid. I just don't believe in the 
I think so. that's it. I mean, before the Giants have scored less than 21 points every game, they're brutal. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll take the Giants this game, all right? I'll take them yeah. 21 to 20. How about that? I like I'll that. I actually, I actually took the Bears this game, and uh, John took the Giants. Um, when Man, I like that score, though. 21-20? That's, that's sound. No, he's a he's a believer of the East, other than the Commandos. Uh, which yeah. Is <laughs> <laughs> um, and for the upset parlay, I believe this is your first Thursday night football upset parlay. You got Miami plus four tonight against Cincy, and then you got the Rams plus one and a half over San Fran. Interesting. Yeah, yeah I think a big big uh, divisional game. I definitely think the Rams have enough offensive firepower to win that game. And then, uh, yeah, I like the Dolphins tonight. And I figured with you guys getting this episode in early, I could take that Thursday night pick. And uh, I think since he's offensive line, this little trash. Give me the high-scoring Dolphins tonight, plus four. I'm, I'm interested in why Miami is plus four in this game. I know. I was shocked when I saw that. That makes me think. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. What does Vegas know that we don't, right? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely knows more than you right now, kid. You got to step it up, bro. All right? All right, right, Luz. I appreciate you, Doug. I appreciate you. Hurricane Ian can't stop us, John. You know, it's been an interesting week for all of us Floridians, especially. I'm happy to be here with you, John. I'm happy to be with with y'all listening. Uh, This is another week, and I do apologize on behalf of the feast. You know, B. Wills is our host for the most man. He's the guy that puts everything miss together. We, we really do miss him. I know you guys missing him after hearing my ass talk uh, talk through the feast. Um, <laughs> but we, we appreciate y'all listening. We love y'all. And uh, this is it for the NFC East. Feast.